The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Welcome to the American Negotiation Institute's podcast, where we will teach you the skills you need to get more out of life. And now your host, Kwame Christian. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Negotiation for Entrepreneurs. My name is Kwame Christian. I'm a business lawyer and I am passionate about teaching business professionals like you how to negotiate and how to be more persuasive. I am very excited for this episode because we've never done anything like this before on the show. So this is our first reverse interview. It's a reverse interview because the tables have turned and I am the one being interviewed. So how did this come along? So a couple of months ago, one of our listeners, Scott Zuko, reached out to me with a brilliant question. So brilliant, in fact, that I invited him on the show to ask a question and see if we could solve the problem. Scott and I had a great conversation and we were able to solve the problem and we were even able to work together and create a freebie for you all. Now, we've all had instances where we were talking to somebody who just wouldn't seem to stop talking. And what this freebie will do is it'll show you how to shorten conversations with talkative people. So if you go to the website and go to AmericanNegotiationInstitute.com slash Scott, since Scott is our guest, that's S-C-O-T-T. You can get that free guide, and we'll put a link to it in the description. And if you want to get any of our other freebies, go to AmericanNegotiationInstitute.com slash free, F-R-E-E, to see all of the previous free guides that we've given out. So we had a great conversation, and after I was done, I said to myself, that was a lot of fun. It felt like a coaching call. Coincidentally, around the same time, one of our listeners reached out with another great question, and then he asked if I did coaching for entrepreneurs or people who are working in a company who want to figure out how they can be more persuasive and move up the corporate ladder. And that actually made me feel kind of bad because it made me realize that I've done a really poor job of communicating what it is that I do. Being a negotiation coach and working with people to help them create negotiation strategies is one of my favorite things to do. The reason I never shared it on the show was because I didn't want to come off as salesy. You know, if you listen to the previous episodes on sales, you know I have this complex about sounding salesy. So this is me coming out of my comfort zone and saying, if any of you would like to learn how to be more persuasive or would like to learn how to use negotiation to climb the corporate ladder, please feel free to reach out. And if you work in a corporation that does trainings, I also come in and do corporate trainings as well. But enough about me, let's talk about Scott. So Scott reached out because he was having trouble dealing with a difficult colleague at work. And this is a situation that I know we can all relate to. So without further ado, let's jump into the interview. So Scott, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, you're welcome, Kwame. My pleasure, indeed. So let's get started by first telling how well how we met <laughs> and then uh, a little bit about what you do oh the funny the funny side of how we met i was literally just listening to your podcast day after day and i thought kwame might need an idea about what we as listeners could actually enjoy listening about and i had this one conversation at work and it just drove me nuts and i needed some advice on how to fix it so sure enough sent you a linkedin 
invite and you accepted and we got chatting after that and that was that was really good just get some general advice so so that's how we got basically to talk to each other so i'm a hydraulic consultant uh, my role is to primarily design plumbing and drainage to meet the legislation but ultimately the goal is to protect the public from any any health issues that may arise whether it be bad drinking water making sure the waste is going to the right locations and just protecting people in general to make sure that things like the black plague for example don't ever happen again our role is as plumbing consultants and plumbers is is quite vital to today's society and being a part of that is is really good and, and very interesting there's a lot of things to resolve and i love it very cool so how about you tell the audience a little bit about that frustrating situation at work that made you reach out if you could picture a big wide office there's you know just a normal office block plenty of cubicles around the place half height walls all over the place Pretty much, I was standing in the middle talking to one of my colleagues in relation to a, an upcoming meeting that we had, and I thought it was going to be a quick question about how to bring up a particular topic in the meeting. And I asked a quick question, and from that question, he just went on and on about a topic, which was quite strange. And well, well it wasn't strange; it's quite normal for him. I should have I should have realised that before I went into it. But trying to use some of the negotiation tactics just to get out of this conversation because the room was pretty open-spaced, plenty of people around at their own desks not wanting to hear this conversation at all. I realised that and wanted to work out a way to get out of this conversation. So I was trying to reword sentences. I was trying to restate his concerns in relation to the topics. I was trying to just basically end the conversation as quietly and quickly as I could with no prevail. He just wanted to carry on about this one topic, which ultimately had no real impact on what we were trying to achieve. So a part of that was the reason why I wanted to ask him for some advice in relation to finishing a conversation or negotiation in relation to a topic that's not necessarily going your way. How can we do that? (laughs) (laughs) I love this question because This is something that I think everybody can relate to. A lot of these types of conversations that don't really have apparent value, but take a lot of your time. Uh, So let me ask you a few questions before I jump in with possible solutions. So in the best case scenario, in relation to this person with whom you were speaking, how would this conversation have gone or would you have had this conversation at all? It was an inevitable conversation, so it was going to happen. The best answer would have been just a yes or no, to be honest, in the end. It would have just been, yes, we can choose this topic, or no, we want to choose this topic. Hmm. And it would have been you saying yes or no, or him saying yes or no? It was his question. It was his topic that he wanted to raise at the meeting, but it was more in relation to how best we approach it, because the end goal was to get an answer out of our audience that they would not normally give an answer to that question. Okay. And were you dealing with any time constraints? No, there was no time constraints on this. It was pretty open-ended. Our meeting was in another week or so, and the time constraints in that meeting are very open. It was effectively an association meeting where you just have a room full of consultants all vying in on what they think is the best outcome. 
Okay. And what is his position in the organization or your business relative to you? The position was much like ourselves. It was no different to my role. We just have different expertise in the same area, but just different offsets, if you will. So we're pretty much coming in as a joint entity to ask the question. So it was more or less a, the role was, I was going to go in there, ask the question, and then he was going to back it up with his response. Okay. Interesting. And is he the kind of person that you think needs to speak out loud to think? Do you think this is a conversation where he was kind of thinking on you? (laughs) Or was it a conversation where he genuinely wanted to try and get to a conclusion? Probably speaking out loud is more his method. His conclusion is he's a teacher prior to coming into our firm. And to get to the end of any question with a teacher is to have a massive long conversation. So it was ended up in that way. Interesting. Yeah, this is this is good to know. And it's also good that you recognize to his tendency as somebody with a teaching background to think in this way. Good deal. So a couple things. So first, you know how I always talk about knowing your audience. And so you clearly know this guy. And that's one of his MOs, thinking out loud in conversation. It helps. It's his cognition process. So a lot of times when people operate in that way, they'll come to you before their thoughts are fully well articulated. And they'll come to you in order to fully think out this problem. And what's frustrating to you as the recipient of the information is that they're not really coming to come to a conclusion in the conversation. Their goal is to think through this more thoroughly and kind of use you as a medium for their thought process. And so they'll come to you early. What you'll find helpful in these types of situations is when these people come to you with something that seems to have an apparent level of urgency, a lot of times it's not an emergency. And since we know this is not an emergency, if we give that person a little bit of time to think, it'll shorten the subsequent conversation. If this is a conversation that's happening over the phone, one thing you could do is let the call go to voicemail. And so this serves two purposes. Number one, you dodge the conversation, which is good. And number two, you force the other person to condense their ideas into a succinct message. And this is beneficial because it helps them to begin their unique cognition process in a way that doesn't waste your time. Then you can call that person back in an hour or so when they're less excited and they've thought through the situation a little bit more thoroughly. So this will most likely lead to a shorter conversation when you make that call back. What do you think about that? That, unfortunately, in this particular instance, I mean, I I can take that on board. For a lot of other situations, I get into almost daily talking to the public and whatnot. But in relation to this sort of a person and, and the way he tackles situations, it's not his preferred method of choice. He will actually just come over to my desk, which is not too far away from him, and just continue the conversation. It's not like he would back off after I walk away or anything like that, if he feels his point hasn't got across. Listening to him talk, I was thinking, oh, kwami has been talking about different sorts of techniques in relation to rewording what he's saying so he makes it sure that he understands or I understand what he's trying to get across to try and get him away. It really is just about trying to satisfy his needs to continue this conversation. 
That's a tough situation when it's an open concept office. You can't really ignore somebody. Okay, let's see. So let's move on to the next option. Here's another option. But before delivering this option, let me ask you a question. Is this a person that wants to be seen as important? The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. From the minds of visionaries to the desks of disruptors, I'm Lars Schmidt, host of the Redefining Work podcast. Join me each week as we explore the new world of work through the lens of those shaping it. CEOs, HR leaders, investors, and more. Be a part of the conversation that changes everything. Subscribe to Redefining Work today. Is that important to him? Okay. Awesome. Good, good, good. So this is tactic number two that you could use. When people feel as though they're really important and they want to be, they want to feel as though you know and recognize and respect their level of importance that they believe that they have, they're going to want to bend your time in order to be in accordance with their time. So they're going to try to make their schedule your schedule, which is frustrating, obviously. One thing you could do to satisfy their need for importance and also save yourself a little bit of time is to say, when this person comes up and starts talking to you, you could let the first few sentences come out. And let's say, hypothetically, his name is Steve. I hope I'm not right (laughs) with that random name. But let's say, Steve, this is really great information. And I want to make sure that I give you the time that you deserve because this is really deep. But right now I'm focusing on something else. And I know that just the way that I think, even though we're having this conversation in the back of my mind, I'm still going to be focusing on what I'm currently doing. And so out of respect for you and out of respect for the gravity of this situation, I want to make sure that you get the time and attention that you need. So how about we have this conversation at X time when I know I can give that to you. And so first it satisfies his need for importance because, okay, Scott recognizes, he recognizes my greatness and how important this is. So that's one thing. And then it kind of gives you that opportunity to give him time to think this through. And so the way I would end that conversation is by saying, and because it's so important, I want to have the time to prepare adequately. So shoot me an email with a brief summary of what you want to talk about so I can be prepared, so we could have a deeper conversation. And again, so it it serves two purposes. Well, three, makes them feel important. It gives them an opportunity to first give you a brief summary, vocally, orally, and then you're telling him to send a brief email. So he's, again, it's forcing him to think about it again and send it to you via email. So again, he's getting more of it out of his system. And then putting time constraints, like setting a time in that way, would, again, put time constraints on the conversation so it would be shorter and more efficient. And so even though it's open concept and everything, he would still be able to like look at you and see you, but it's like you're delaying the ambush. What do you think about that one? I think those tactics would work quite well with Steve. He'd very much enjoy that 
type of thing to be put on the spot to give well to to give him that time to think would be beneficial to him so he would articulate his words and similar to what I'm trying to do right now and come out with <laughs> with the right phrase he quite frequently comes out and thinks out loud as opposed to thinks in his mind before he's going to say something and which results in a final part of the conversation which takes so long but by preparing him and preparing myself and setting up that importance of the the meeting it would cement the thought process for him I think a lot better than what it would otherwise do if I was to go in there just blanket and say what do you think about this yeah I think this one would help and another thing you could do in this process is after he sends that email send him some follow-up questions too to try and get more and more of this out of his system before this conversation and what you'll find is that the subsequent conversation will become shorter and shorter and maybe just maybe it might disappear altogether <laughs> if you satisfy him enough through this process that would be good this is something, <laughs> this is something i could bring to the rest of our team because we have probably 14 other consultants having a chat with Steve all the time and they end up in much the same situation. So it'll be handy for that sort of mentality to go across in relation to, or just a training in relation to everyone else versus Steve. That'd be great. Here's another trick you can use to end conversation. And this is something that you're probably going to start needing to use more frequently because as you become more adept in negotiating your conversation skills will improve and people are going to want to keep talking to you. And so what I do is I play with the grammatical tense of the conversation. And so I would shift the conversation to the future. So let's say the meeting's in the morning, we're having coffee and the person's talking and talking and talking. And I just say, so what else is on your agenda for the day? And so now I'm getting this person to think about what's next. Well, when I'm done with this conversation with Kwame, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, after this meeting, I have to uh, do X, Y, and Z myself. But it was great talking to you. <laughs> and then yeah. ended there. Yeah, because you want them to come off of what they were talking about in depth and focus them on what's next. Focus them on the fact that this conversation must end and we need to continue our lives. And then... Just talk about how great the conversation was after you share what you have to do next. It's a really simple and smooth way to come to a close. I can see the benefit of that. Then one last thing we could do, too, is to end with some like next steps. And so after you say, well, this conversation was great, what are our next steps? Especially since this is somebody that you need to work with, I think that would be a good way to end it in a professional way, too. So... Both of you know that this wasn't just a conversation just for pleasantries. Something actually that, that's actionable came out of this meeting. And so we, everybody leaves the meeting knowing what we have to do next. So a conclusion followed with, or a conclusion with, yeah, your actions is the outcome ultimately that we're trying to track down and chase. Exactly. So what do you think? I believe my conversations will be much shorter in future, that's for sure. Steve will uh, probably not know what hit him and he'll probably find he's got a lot more time to finish his work. That's awesome. This is cool. Man, this is fun. This was really fun. We, I should, we should do this more often. I'm more than happy to, Kwame, any time.
All right, man. Well, thank you again. This was this was good. But I'll I'll let you get back to your to your evening, and I have to start my morning. You're welcome, Kwame. I, I equally enjoyed it. And as mentioned before, I I thoroughly enjoy listening to your podcast on a regular basis, and it has helped me out. I just can't explain how it's helped me out in relation to my career, my general thinking, my home life, just everything in general. You, when you just said that negotiation one day in one of your podcasts, you mentioned that negotiation was pretty much every conversation you have. And one when that when you said that, it just sunk in, and it was like, "Damn, he's right." And how easy is life to get around now? Oh man, that's awesome! You made my day, and it's only and it's only like five thirty. this is going to be a good day i hope you enjoyed that episode if you're finding this information helpful please leave a review and subscribe my goal is to teach these skills to as many people as possible and leaving a review helps our search results which helps us to reach more people and remember negotiation is where persuasion and problem solving meet so if you ever have any questions or need help with specific situations feel free to reach out to me i'd love to help Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great week, and I'll catch you in the next one.